For the best audio experience, we strongly suggest you use headphones whilst listening to Bubble and Squeak. Hi, I'm Peter Santoscano, and this is Bubble and Squeak, a podcast with uncanny sounds, funny interludes, and stories. Most weird, many true. Okay, here's Season 2, Episode 5. Our show today comes in three parts. Part one, a voicemail from my friend, Jane Brazell. Hi, Peterson. It is Jane. Part two, a deep dive into the world of Walt Whitman. And part three, a sound slice. It's been a little over four years since my friend Jane Brazell died suddenly of a heart attack. We were both born the same year, and we both survived anti-gay Christianity. In addition to the many memories I have about Jane and the times that we were together, I also have a handful of voicemails she left me through the years. Like me, she was not afraid to leave a message in character. Yes, this is Lobelia Zerubbabel from the Society of Women in Only the Right Kind of Ministries. And and we would like you to call our executive director. Her name is Jane Brazel. You might want to say Brazel, but that would be wrong. It's Brazel. So if you could give her a call, we would greatly appreciate it. And we just want to say that we have missed the dear Elizabeth Jeremiah, and we hope We hope she is well. Be blessed with all that God has to give you this day. Goodbye. We begin on a New York City summer evening in 1852 with a 33-year-old man dressed up for a night out on the town. This unmarried man struggled to find his way in the world, having failed at a variety of professions, teacher, print shop operator, freelance writer. He also dabbled with poetry. But his poems, they sounded like much of the same uninspired writing of the day. But on that unseasonably hot night in New York City, this man had no idea how profoundly his life was about to change. His name was Walter. Walter Whitman. Yes, the same Walt Whitman who later became one of the most important poets of the 19th, 20th, and 21st centuries. But before he could write his opus, Leaves of Grass, he first needed to visit New York's Metropolitan Opera Hall. That night, Whitman had an encounter with a woman. She moved him, not as a lover. No, what shook Whitman that night was not love, but art, in the form of a voice. The voice of Madame Marietta Albone, the great Italian opera singer on her triumphant American tour. Whitman had been to the opera many times before, but had heard nothing like this. Without flair, Albone sang clear and strong. And as Whitman listened, deep inside, his creative soul stirred.
This was pure art, not the trite, shallow stuff he had written as a young man. That night, Whitman had an apocalypse, the Greek word that means a revelation, as if a curtain had been pulled back and one sees what has been hidden from sight. This vision jars one awake. And that night, Whitman awoke. quit his job, left the city, settled into a personal breakdown, then wrote feverishly. Three years later, he self-published The Leaves of Grass, poetry so radical and deeply sensual, he didn't even dare include his name in the first edition. He just had a sketch of himself, open shirt, had a skew, jauntily looking at the reader. In that first edition of Leaves of Grass, he writes... The smoke of my own breath echoes, ripples, and buzzed whispers. My respiration and inspiration, the beating of my heart, the passing of blood and air through my lungs, the sniff of green leaves and dry leaves, and of the shore and dark-colored sea rocks, and of hay in the barn, the sound of the belched words of my voice, words loosed, to the eddies of the wind. Walt Whitman found his voice at last. He took seriously his role as a prophetic poet, and likely he would have kept his hands covered in ink until he faced a second apocalypse. In 1861... Six years after he first published The Leaves of Grass, the American Civil War began. By its end, in 1865, over 600,000 soldiers died, the largest number of casualties of any American conflict. Whitman was a pacifist of a Quaker background and already middle-aged, but while visiting his wounded brother in an army hospital, surrounded by the groaning anguish of the war-mangled young men, Seeing hundreds of amputees and boys dying from infected wounds, Whitman's eyes opened to the need around him. He wrote that he felt a profound conviction of necessity. For the remainder of the war years, Walt Whitman volunteered as a nurse, visiting soldiers in the many army hospitals, writing letters for them, bringing small gifts of food and books, sitting by their bedsides, holding them, as they died in his arms, providing comfort however he could. He wrote, These hospitals, so different from all others, these American young men, badly wounded, all sorts of wounds, operated on, pallid with diarrhea, languishing, dying with fever, pneumonia, will they open a new world somehow to me, giving closer insights showing our humanity, tried by terrible, fearfulest tests, probed deepest, bursting the petty bonds of art. To these, what are your dramas and poems? In 
Whitman saw this need, and he had to respond. And when we see need like we see today around coronavirus, the physical suffering, the economic hardship, in a way we have a choice. We could hunker down and get in our bunker and close up our hearts and protect ourselves. And self-protection is, of course, very important. But we could also open our hearts to show empathy and love and generosity. As I think about climate change, as we look at the impacts of climate change over time, we're going to see more and more extreme weather events, more and more people displaced who are brokenhearted, who are injured, losing home, losing, losing work, and the need for us to look after each other will only deepen over time. Dr. Natasha Dijanet, uh, who has been on the show many times, is a public health expert, and she often says, climate change poses the greatest risk to public health. It is also the greatest opportunity to improve public health. These difficult times that we're facing with coronavirus, with the economy, with climate change, it's not our first rodeo. We've been through hard times before. And we have the roadmap of what it takes to rebuild, to recover, to care for each other, to look after each other. Let me set this scene for you. I'm in Lake Huntington, New York. It's the end of December 2020. I'm getting ready to move to South Africa with Glenn. And we had people over for a bonfire, including my cousin Dennis. And this evening was extra special because after everybody left and Glenn went to sleep, Dennis hung out. Dennis is five years older than me, so he's always been in my life. In fact, his family lived right by my family when we lived in Connecticut and then later when we moved to the Catskills. And his childhood was difficult. His dad was an addict and he did sober up later in life and, and was much beloved in the recovery community. Dennis himself was very open about his own recovery. He'd been in recovery since 1983. That night was especially special because it was just Dennis and me. And at one point, Dennis opened up about his childhood and just how, how difficult it was there at the beginning, the terror he felt at times. And it, it just made me that much more proud of him for having pushed through, and really made something of his life. It was special. (laughs) And turned out to be precious. Because last month, 
Um, my sister Maria called to tell me that Dennis was dead. Um, actually, he was killed by a hit-and-run driver. But for me right now, he's still there around that fire with me. Squeak is written and produced by me, Peterson Toscano. I mostly make the show for me and for my mother-in-law, Dee Retiff. The Bubble and Squeak theme song is Worthless by the Jelly Rocks from the Bang and Whimper album. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to music. To find more great music and new podcasts, visit rockcandyrecordings.com. And feel free to say hi to me on Twitter at P2Sun, the letter P, the number two, S-O-N, at P2Sun. And thanks for listening. For more shows like this one, visit rockcandyrecordings.com. Hey, Peterson, it's Jane. Hope we can connect soon. Love you. Bye.